We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 24 of Pog Prescription. I am your host, GamerDoc. If you are following along and this is your 24th episode, you know what we're going to be talking about in our lovely intro session. If not, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're having a good time and I hope you stay with us. As of today, Parth, uh, one of the North American TSM League of Legends coaches turns general manager turned coach, dropped a multi- lots of page manifesto on the North American LCS development. And if the words that I said mean nothing to you, that's okay. He basically looked at the development scene and the scene of one of the most famous and popular eSport titles and picked out everything that was wrong with it and everything that we need to do in the future to improve. And I think this is absolutely amazing because we need to always be pushing and improving and realizing what is wrong and finding solutions and not even what's wrong but barriers to improvement right barriers that are getting in our way of improvement and the thing about a barrier is sometimes you don't always see them so if we are focusing on one area and don't realize that there are ways that we could be training or improving or thinking more effectively if we don't know if you don't know now you know and what parse document did is really point out all of those things it's really funny to listen to people's reactions to it because some of them were like, ah, we, we, I knew this, I knew this. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you knew everything. But if we know, why aren't we doing it? So the more people talking about it, the better. And last week we went over a couple of things that he had mentioned. Uh, and this week we're going to tackle the rest of them. I actually had the pleasure of having a conversation with Parth last week and I learned a lot more about his thought processes. Uh, hopefully, you should ask him to come on the show. I didn't even think to do that, but maybe we will. So let's talk about the rest of the document. And what I really want to talk about is his focus on technical skills. So basically, you need a set of technical skills to be good at a video game, right? It doesn't matter if it's Candy Crush. It doesn't matter if it's Overcooked or if it's League of Legends. There are certain inputs that you need to put in, whether it's on your mobile device, your keyboard, your controller, in order to play the game. 
And there's other aspects as well of the game. So in League of Legends, there's something called camera control. So your camera, the default, not well, it's not necessarily the default, but what everyone does is you can lock your camera to you. So you can have your camera follow you around wherever you go. Now, for beginners, this is really nice because you don't have to worry about moving the camera yourself. But what happens is sometimes you have vision of your environment that is not showing up on your camera because your character is centered on your screen. And this might be hard to visualize for people who have never played League of Legends, but basically you're running around on this map and you're looking at your character from above. And you have access to change the camera so it, it, it's looking at any part of the map. Um, so if, you're, if, you're, if your focus is on the center of your screen, your character's in the center of the screen, there might be something a little bit further away that you could be seeing if your camera wasn't locked on your, on your character. So playing on a locked screen is something that people talk about in League of Legends a lot. And it's something that I do because I am a beginner. Um, now here's the thing. Sometimes... And I, and, I, and I know that a lot of other times it's done. Sometimes this isn't assessed when players show up to the pro scene, right? How good is their camera control? Because how good their camera control is in League of Legends is just as important to their success as being able to shoot is in Call of Duty or being able to use utility is in CS or being able to recognize patterns is in Candy Crush. It's an essential technical skill. But here's the thing, in pro gaming, when players show up, we don't always assess their technical skills. We focus immediately on things like macro strategy, laning phases. We focus on how you're supposed to function as a team, or we go into scouting reports of teams we're going to plan. We don't look at the basic things like what is bound to their mouse, right? Mouse, mice, mouse. I never know how to pluralize how do you guys how do you pluralize like a computer mouse is it a computer is it mice i have no idea i literally have no idea and i've always wondered this question so on your computer mouse there are buttons on the side and this is for those of you who play on a, a controller or who are just here because you think i'm funny um on the side there's buttons right and and depending on what mouse you have there's different buttons some of them have like 20 buttons on the side now, up until this week, I didn't have anything bound to my mouse buttons for League of Legends. This is in direct contrast to Fortnite, a game that I'm good at, where I have everything bound to my mouse because I, I don't want to be... I mean, my thumb is just resting there. Why not use buttons? So, assessing if a League of Legends player has something bound to their mouse. Some, in some teams, it doesn't happen. In some developmental programs, it doesn't happen. Checking out their keybinds, right? Are there is where the buttons they're pushing on their keyboard is that optimized? These things aren't assessed universally, so players come in with a wide variety of technical skills that don't get addressed. So what Parth is saying is we need to do an evaluation of people's technical skills, and we need to work on improving them because right now it's left up to players on their own to work on them outside of practice that is like if you played professional basketball and the whole time no one was focusing on if you have correct follow-through on your shot i mean lamello ball comes to mind but it, no one's focusing on if you're passing correctly if you're dribbling correctly if you are if you're in football are you if you're running back are you holding the ball to resist fumbles right no one is focusing on that in 
competitive video game. I mean, I say no one, but there are people focusing on that. I know Evil Geniuses, our, our coaching staff, our scouting staff, is constantly assessing that stuff. And shout out to um, our incredible staff at EG. We're 2-0 and in the lock-in. No big deal, you guys. I'm, I'm recording this uh, a couple hours before our next game, so hopefully this ages well. But we'll see. We'll see. So, I mean, and, and I think that's really interesting to transfer over to your practice, right? So if you are playing a game or you're learning a new game, how good are your technical skills? How do you know? How do you know? I didn't know you weren't supposed to play on a locked screen until someone told me. How do you know what technical skills you're supposed to have for Call of Duty or for Dota, right? I don't, I actually, I honestly don't know the answer to that otherwise, other than asking Twitter or having a, having access to some of the best esport coaches in the world. Uh, so think about it. I want you to think about the game that you're playing right now and do a Google search and be like, you know, keybind optimization for Fortnite, keybind optimization for Dota. What should my keybinds be? What are the most common changes needed to keybinds? Simple things like that, because I shit you not, you guys. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast. Whatever. Hi. Hi. Um, I bound things that I need urgently. So in League of Legends, when you're playing, there's um, items that are active, right? So if you have an item in your inventory, most of the time it's like a passive. So it'll give you a movement speed boost or it'll give you damage boost or resistance boost. But some of them you actually have to click on the item to make it work. So one of them is this like, cool looking hourglass. And if you're in trouble, you click on the item and it will freeze you in time so no one can damage you for two and a half seconds, right? I didn't know you had to click on active items until recently. So they're just chilling in my inventory. Like I spent all this gold to try and build this item and it's just sitting in my inventory not being used. So what I did after realizing that I needed to use this active item is normally it's bound to my number five button. Now, if I am playing a game and I am in a moment of panic because I'm about to die, I don't want to look down at my keyboard and make sure I'm clicking the right button, right? So what I did was I bound it to my mouse. And now when I'm in a panic, all I do is push my mouse button. The first two times I pushed the wrong mouse button. Let's not talk about that. But the third time it saved me from dying. The fourth time I used it, it saved me from dying. The fifth time it saved me from dying. I won three games in a row solely because I bound this item to my mouse button. This stuff works, right? Technical skills work. Optimizing your keybinds works. Do it and you will see vast improvements in your performance. Very vast. And let me warn you, you guys. At first, it's going to suck, right? When I first tried to start, stop playing on a locked camera, it was terrible. It still is terrible, right? Whenever I tried to change my keybinds in Fortnite, it was terrible, but if it was easy, everyone would do it. If it was easy, it wouldn't be a thing. It would just be a thing that everyone did, right? It's like so it's like grinding, grinding by yourself, right? It's so easy that everyone does it. Changing your keybinds, optimizing your technical skills is hard, and not a lot of people do it. But the people who do do it, and the people who are strong enough and resilient enough to push through that difficult period are the ones who get better. And they are the ones who make it. 
and who make careers out of esports and who who make the YouTube videos on, oh my God, I changed my keybinds, no one else is doing this, and it gets a million views. If you do not like that things are hard, you will not get better. Enjoy things being hard. Enjoy the difficulty. You have that opportunity to excel and exceed and beat all of the other colleagues and people who don't put in the time that you do. Put in the work, see the results. That is what this podcast is about. Put in the work, see the results. With that in mind, let us go to our first PogRx of the show. So if you are new to the show, we give you two tips throughout the show. I mean, we hopefully we give you more. But two concrete things you can work on right now that will make you better at gaming tomorrow. And we call this our Pog Prescription, play of the game, player of the game. Oh my God, the whole show makes sense now, the title. Here it is, your PogRx for today. Just like how manipulating factors can optimize your brain, there are ways to optimize your computer. FPS, or frames per second, is how fast your graphics card renders your gameplay. It's basically a series of still images strung together. So if your FPS is low, the game appears choppy. High FPS means you're getting a lot of frames per second and the image appears smooth. So the first step to getting the best FPS is to check it. For most games, there's an option in your settings to turn it on, but if you're using Steam, you can also check it there. There are a bunch of ways to make this number better, so we're going to go over the easiest two. The first one is make sure game mode is selected on if you're using Windows 10. This will automatically detect when you're playing a game and optimize FPS. The second one is make sure you update your graphics card drivers every couple of months. If you're like me and using GeForce Experience, it can automatically update or you can just go into the app on your computer and update your driver. Pro tip, you can only boost FPS as high as your monitor's refresh rate. What this means is if you're getting a good number on paper, but it looks choppy, you might want to consider a new monitor. All right, y'all, that is enough of me talking. I hope you take that little tip putting in your back pocket and reset your brain get ready for your active listening because it is time for our guest martina chubrich is the sports psychologist for mad lions she is a previous guest on the show and has graced us with her presence and is returning to impart her exponentially bigger knowledge on mental performance than me uh, so listen up Martina, welcome back to the show. It's been like a couple of weeks, months, maybe even a year, 2020, 2022, all kind of roam into each other. How have you been since we've last spoken? Yeah, since the last year. It's been uh, <laughs> so long. No, seriously, we should do this more often, we should honestly. Do this more often. Um, 2022, we're hitting hard. Uh, let's see what it brings. I'm excited. <laughs> So the new year has started, right? And for a lot of teams, that means new players, new games, new season. I am super pumped because my LCS team that I work with just started the lock-in 2-0. And right now, when you're winning and it's the beginning of the season, it's super easy to be motivated. It's super easy to buy into concepts and to talk to players. Uh, but... When the season starts to go on and losses happen and the hours become long, that's when the excuses happen and burnout, you're losing your motivation. So right now, obviously, it's easy to keep the players engaged. What do you do when you get halfway through the season or into a season when players start to wane in terms of their motivation and mood? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a great uh, question. And that phase, that 
first phase or the phase that we are all at right now, uh, at least in CS, they call it honeymoon phase. Uh, <laughs> a very, very romantic period of time, I have to say. We all love it. Um, but uh, one thing that I do now already that has an impact on that later time is to mention that this might happen. That is to say, heads up, guys. In month's time, you remember this moment, and then I will just call your attention to, you know, get back uh, in time, and this is where it's going to end. We're going to stop be before it starts, because we have talked about this. So something that I really believe that setting up good habits, implementing systems, starts like a week before they come, firstly, or more months with the coaching stuff, but like once everyone is on board every single day in the first week or 10 days needs to be like brainwashing, literally, like <laughs> fixing their minds into the, molding them into whatever you want because it's a romantic period and they love you and everyone loves everyone. So let's uh, use this time and mention things that will happen. Planning ahead, thinking ahead of obstacles and solutions obviously. All right, ladies and gentlemen at home, you heard it here first. Martina Chubich wants you to brainwash your players. That is the key to success, subliminal messaging. Yeah, and, and if possible, relax them, put them into a deep relaxation, a little bit of hypnosis yeah, here yeah, yeah. and there, never hurt nobody. Perfect. A little hypnosis there, a little brainwashing, never hurt nobody. <laughs> never. So, I mean, that's a good, I mean, I love that theory, like the first couple weeks, microdose them with the stuff that's going to happen later in the season. But what does that like look like? Like, am I whispering in their ear while they're practicing? Like, it's not going to be like this. Some days you're going to play like trash and it's going to be okay. Like, what am yeah. I physically doing to these players besides like washing their brains? <laughs> I have a question for your players. How can they stay serious with you? I wouldn't be able to focus, I swear. It's, 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 I don't know. You've met my players, you'll know. You'll know. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll ask around. Um, yeah, so let's just give it the most general name, performance sessions, right? And I love to give it a vague name because then I can change it five minutes into the session and do whatever <laughs> I want, right? <laughs> because I see or something happens just before and whatever. So, like, give yourself space <laughs> And freedom to like lead the session in the way you want it and not like rigidly lock yourself into a topic or similar so we just call it performance sessions now in these sessions mostly what happens is interaction right where i figure one of the most important skills that we can have as like health experts performance uh, personnel is asking questions right more so than knowing the answers for it because Many times, like, the answers that you have, players are not there yet. And they have the next steps already. They're kind of more proximal to where they are uh, at the moment. So, like, interactive sessions in which you are pointing out the situation that you have observed over the last days, weeks, and uh, trying to gather with them, with the whole team, to figure out the first next step, right? And those might be really minimal, and maybe not very exciting, uh, but they will do for the time being, right? And then you build up and you can have your ideal version of like the next and the next and the next step 
but uh, usually players have the next step or at least you can help them design it uh, that minimal movement forward in these kind of interactive sessions I feel like sometimes when I meet a player you know meet a client for the first time and we talk about everything that's going on in their life and you know how they approach the game how they approach training there's literally 10,000 things in my mind that I want to focus on it's like all right I need to optimize their sleep because they're sleeping like trash and they need to start eating because they're running out of carbs halfway through training sessions and that's why they're getting fatigued and they're so outcomes focused that we need to focus more on the process and the journey rather than just the numbers but how do you how do you when you see these players and talk to these players find the one you want to focus on first because it's like you're at a buffet and you want you want to eat everything but you're like you fill up on bread I don't know yeah <laughs> good right. one good one good one right. bread gotta love bread <laughs> um uh, one thing that I do and enjoy that it's here in handy is like never walk without this. Mm. It's a notebook for those that are, might be listening only. Um, notebook, I mean, phone, laptop, wall, papers, random stuff <laughs> where you need to have them on uh, handy to write down stuff that you can't use now, but you will for damn, for, for sure, for sure use at some point right and this is the when i say the ideal steps and the ideal approach usually this fits there mm -hmm. right on the notes okay so once you have all of these things on the paper then you need to look for the first next one right and uh, i mean that's super situational i wouldn't be able to give you like the answer uh, but okay let's say one thing could be in the coaching staff uh, meetings you do expose more of stuff that is in your notebook than you would with players right. and then together decide because again what you're doing in those meetings at least me is contrasting what's happening i don't have my eyes on everyone and my ears and i can't know it all right but if we have a group of four or five people who are present and who have their opinion their angle on things if i put out three or four topics we together from all these different angles are going to figure out like what is the most important thing in this moment Right, so my observations might not be correct. That's why we have these meetings to uh, have different angles on the on the topic. I, I I love that because it is so essential to get all of the people in a room talking about the subject because exactly you might be seeing something completely different than what they're seeing, and even if three of you agree and one person disagrees, that one person, if they're not on board with you can really disrupt the plan or make the plan differently. So when you're working with coaches, right, when you're working with coaches, it's a lot different than working with players because, you know, coaches got hired because most of the time they're experts at what they do. And they, we, we sometimes, you know, I have a, um, our academy coach for league is, so out of the box in his thinking and the way he approaches situations and it's amazing I, I mean I love talking to him because he always has these brilliant ideas mm. but when you have a bunch of different personalities of coaches coming together it's sometimes hard to get them all on board and like agreeing with the same with the same idea right have you ever like dealt with that before so if I think back on the coaches and coaching staff that I work with good thing was that either 
they came in in couples as in you know one person dragged the other one there so they kind of already knew each other or there was one coach and then we were getting the other one so the filters one of the filters was that coach that we had already right so this goes to recruitment yeah. you know like you're getting someone who's going to spend with you most of the day like you at least ask the, his opinion like it's the most important maybe duo that you have between the assistant yeah. coach and the head coach okay so like already before we know that it's, it's a yes right now what happens <laughs> when you're in there when you're in the boat yeah there there can be some disagreements conflicts etc uh i've yeah personally experienced big disagreements mm-hmm. and also uh, like more more than just disagreements power plays yeah and uh, those things can be problematic and i can say that in one case we've successfully resolved that with time okay so the time the, the wonderful time there right but uh, the important thing was that it was in, identified in in the very beginning and that there was an ongoing conversation about it nothing was kept under the rug right and although those conversations were uncomfortable <clears throat> and some people didn't want to continue and stuff we still had them maybe in little doses but they were happening and then slowly this uh, other beautiful thing, trust, uh, came up, and uh, you know, in the end, it's your body. Like, if you can have love-hate relationship, yes, but you still need to figure it out together because uh, at least coaches do have longer permanency in clubs than mm-hmm. than players. Uh, it seems so. So building that synergy might be uh, the, the the most important thing for the whole team to function. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things about coaches too is they don't come from the same background they don't come from the same educational standpoint right there's there's a huge diversity in the in the type of coach the type of instruction they use the type of motivation they use who is the best coach you've ever worked with and why oh, no. i didn't ask you the worst coach no the worst the one. <laughs> no, no no right like so this is this is a good thing okay this is easier Oh no! Wow. Okay, I, I have two names. Okay. So let me let me. Okay. So the obvious answer might be the League of Legends LC Mac, uh, just because he's ahead of his time, or I don't know how to call that. Right? Like we started building the the project in 2019 when we all kind of got together with Jake as performance manager there in, in Berlin as well. And you know when you're sitting in meetings and it's like, yeah, I wanted to say that. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like, you know, when someone who's completely from a different background, you know, comes and, and understands what you're saying at first, right? just just like that. And uh, most importantly, buys in things and doesn't put you resistance you know opens the doors for you and has that humane approach so yeah. mac is definitely like like just just please google him and all his youtube videos listen all coaches please go to mac refer to mac uh for any <laughs> problems and issues uh that's one so ever since like that first period i kind of got a little divide uh between me and the lc team because i started working more on uh, with Madrid team academy and with our Counter Strike team, 
So the second name here comes, and that is Kuban Jakub. He's our Counter Strike uh, coach, and this, of course, I'm going to say he's my favorite because right now, like we built a home. It's uh, something that we have started from the beginning together. Uh, foundations were built with him. Uh, with other coaching stuff that we have as well, some people have changed, but we are the ones who were here with Musa, the assistant coach, and these two guys feel like home. Even I have to say, like it's the first time that with a team I feel like an integral part, and as a, as any other member, yeah. you know. Um, and this is something that was meaningful from the very beginning. There was no random calls random decisions everything had a purpose and a direction and we've already changed kind of two rosters but we are still building from the same foundation right so kuben is uh, definitely uh, another person to have uh, your eyes on um, and he's been here for a long time actually and he yeah you know what he's doing for sure love it love it all right we are almost out of time so i'm gonna hit you with one more question you kind of know it's coming because I've asked you it before, and you can't use your same answer from last time. I don't even remember okay, what you said. I don't remember. That's yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> but if you had a prescription pad and you were to write down one thing that players could oh. do right now to make them better at gaming tomorrow, what is that one thing going to be? I really hope I didn't say this last time because I have it very clear. Uh, I really don't remember what I said, so I will say sleep. But I might have said this before. No, I, I support sleep. It. We need to say it like every single time because yeah, people still repeat. don't get it. Yeah, I will, I will repeat. Seriously. Like sleep, sleep and find maybe maybe additional like find your chronotype. Like it's a recent podcast that I've been listening. Like it's not random like when you have the most active periods. It's like genetically inscribed in your body. Like figure it out by your habits and all the other things that you can ask special uh, sports sleep specialists and provalency as well so um yeah sleep lovely lovely i love it um martina it's always amazing to have you on this show thank you for joining us yes we're gonna have you on more frequently obviously because you're like i kind of love talking to you so it's just like an excuse to talk to you um (laughs) but thank you so much and good luck this season against except when you're playing against eg <laughs> no, 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 EG mentions. <laughs> Let's see. All right, have a wonderful day. Bye, you too. Ariel Martina wants you to sleep. It is such a frequent, such a frequent suggestion on this show that I have even started doing it. Right. The, the, the line is, is that doctors are the worst patients. It's true. We are. We are the worst patients because we know what's good for us and we still don't do it. But recently I have been sleeping more because the, the thing is, is like you have all of this work to do in a day, right? The tendency is to wake up a little bit earlier to do it or stay up later at night to do it. But you become less efficient. So what I've been doing is trying to get in those extra hours of sleep I'm becoming more efficient with my time. I'm seeing a huge transfer into performance and it's making my job so much easier. So get some extra Z's in. I don't know. Try it. What's worse that's going to happen? You feel rested? Ooh, terrible. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been an absolute 
pleasure. I am your host, GamerDoc. Go give me a follow on Twitter if you care. If you don't, whatever. Uh, have a happy and a healthy week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more information, follow GamerDoc on Twitter at GamerDoc underscore. And please remember, nothing in this video is medical advice. Yes, I am a doctor, and yes, you may need help. But this is the internet, and this is for entertainment informational purposes only. Thank you, and have a very nice day.